Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. We're a podcast about board games where we have opinions and conclusions formed on the basis of incomplete information. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is brought to you by these great Saskatoon businesses. Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street, Dragon's Den Games on 8th Street, and Breakout Escape Rooms on Faithful Avenue. Hey there, I'm your host Norman. This is the Cardboard Conjecture Podcast, and this is a top five show episode, and we have the Council of Cardboard back. Ryan from Mr. Rao Gaming and Rob and Anna Marie from the Meeple Dungeon. And it's Ryan's pick. And this time he picked, in kind of like a groove, uh, top five sci-fi games that are not Star Wars or Star Trek. And I think they do exist. Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by... Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street in Saskatoon. They're the winner of the Joe Schuster Award for Best Comic Book Store in Canada, and they were also nominated in 2016 for the U.S. Eisner Spirit of Comics Retailer Award, presented at Comic-Con. Amazing Stories' amazing collection of comic books, board games, puzzles, and collectibles can be found in their store or on their new online website. And we're back. This is Cardboard Conjecture. It is my pleasure to have back the Council of Cardboard, uh, Meeple Dungeon, and Mr. Rao Gaming for an episode of Top 5 list show <laughs> nailed it welcome yeah. welcome awesome thanks Thank for having you. us norm yeah thanks for having us um uh ryan you i mean uh i i did the bumper intro but why don't you uh generate the context of your choice this week and then sure. pick our, our starting lineup sure so context was last time we did one of these rob had picked top five fantasy theme games that were not lord of the rings <laughs> i said well you you can't do fantasy and not talk about science fiction themed games so i went top five sci-fi games but we weren't allowed to choose star wars or star trek <laughs> yep there's there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a few big ones in in that category uh, which also reminds me too, because uh, I just did a show with David Rodriguez on I his All that. Games New and Old, where we debated what was the better theme for a board game, fantasy or sci-fi. So mm -hmm. go and check out his channel. Wrong. It's agriculture. <laughs> yeah, Trading it's on the Mediterranean. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, yeah. come on. Farming. <laughs> Brown, brown theme. Okay, so yes. top colors. five. Top five sci-fi games that aren't Star Wars Trek. Star Wars Trek. Done. <laughs> okay. Yes. Star um, Trek Wars. Star Trek Wars. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, that sounds like a History Channel thing. Um, uh, well, yeah. yeah. Give us our, our starting lineup here. Right on. Okay. Anna-Marie, kick it off. Okay. All right. Okay. So, like, like always, I have a bit of a caveat. So <laughs> already cheating. Here's the fifth theme that didn't make my list. Yeah. No, I'm going to steer clear of that this time, believe it or not, unless something changes later on. But for now, um, when I was confirming what the list was, I got top five like space games, like yeah. space or sci-fi. Yes. So space, they may not be crazy sci-fi, but yeah. they're space. So sure. yes. that, that was it. Okay. I guess I'll allow it. 
<laughs> oh, thank you, Ryan. <laughs> Otherwise, I might not have much of a list. <laughs> so, Space right. is pretty science fiction. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, for a second there, I think you just described Canadian television in the 80s and 90s. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my number five is uh, Cosmic Frog. Nice. Okay. Oh, nice. So really nice. this game, you're playing as a two mile tall immortal <laughs> frog <laughs> and um, you're gathering like terrain shards from like a long ago, a long forgotten world that had kind of exploded and you're trying to recreate this world. You fill, it's just fun. Like you it's fill ridiculous. your gullet and then you disgorge uh, into your interdimensional vault and <laughs> you can... Uh, that's about it. Yeah. It's so much fun. <laughs> you you can raid other frogs' gullets and steal the lands that they've gathered, and you know whoever has the most lands at the end wins. So the most ridiculous theme. It is, yeah. and it's I, just fun. I played yeah. this game, and uh, with uh, I think it was Jordan's pick, and uh, I I just kept looking at Dave, going, "Someone licked a toad when they came." Yeah. Up this game. <laughs> yeah. what if there's a toad but he's two miles high (laughs) yes wink wink hey dude dude, i'm two miles high right now (laughs) i'm on mars cool ryan have you played this game i have not but i've seen so many pictures and i've seen videos talk about it It, it's the right (laughs) amount of ridiculous that i just need to check this thing out and this is this is the one where some of the the zones switch isn't it yeah like at at the end of a round you have to flip zones and and you could you could be going some way some towards some um objective and then all of a sudden at the end of the round when there's a possibility that the map changes it could you could be on the other side i i might be i can't remember mixing it up I don't think the map changes, but you can you can, get, you can be in different parts. So like you can be you can get booted off. off. Yeah, you can get booted yeah. off the map. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then you're have out in the to, ether or whatever. That, yeah, yeah, you get that's into right. the ether and then yeah. you have to come back yeah. in. Yeah, there yeah. was this kind of like dimensional thing that it was yeah. again. Yeah. Who licked a toad? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right on, Cosmic Frog. Uh, Kate yeah. Ryan, who's next? Cosmic Frog. My goodness gracious, who does that? <laughs> Sorry, and who published that one? That was that's a crazy publishing uh, company too, right? It was like one of their first designs. I'll get back to you. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, while she's doing that, Norm, yeah. what's your number five? All right. You know what? I just have to say that you just set precedence by separating Rob and Anna Marie and in, in like <laughs> adjacent in the. Okay. Uh, I've got it. I've got it. It's Devious Weasel Games. Yeah, that's Devious right. Weasel. Devious yeah. Weasel. <laughs> Sorry, Norm. No, no, that's all right. Because I was thinking, I can't remember. It's another weird name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so I, I kind of cracked a joke that it's like you were going to say, okay, well, the ones that didn't make my list, because I, <laughs> I, I have to quickly mention um, three that didn't make my list. Now, I had some. <laughs> I had some that were like, okay, right on. I want to do uh, Space Corp. It's like, well, that's, that's like space exploration. It's not really sci-fi. And then leaving Earth is another one of those kind of get your raw, you know. Um, so the ones, the captain is dead, um, Ooh, which is yeah. kind of like, yeah, is, mm. is, a, is a cooperative. Great. Star, you might as well call it Star Trek, right? Because it's yep. pretty much what it is. 
And the other one was uh, Onward to Venus, which is a Martin Wallace game that reminds me of like the 1950s Flash Gordon kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. so cool. But uh, my um, uh, number five, and uh, funny enough that I mentioned Martin Wallace, because this is another Martin Wallace game, and uh, it is A Handful of Stars. Oh, I've not I've, played this. No, which is and it's and I, I, man, I just lucked upon this one because this is one that Ryan had got, and then just and then started. You know, as we're exploring designers, I just started digging Martin Wallace, mm-hmm. and I had a few acres of snow, Mythotopia, <laughs> and he goes, "Well, I got the third in that trilogy," <laughs> so I was like, you "Take your pick on my collection. What do you want?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I and, remember uh, this. Nice. Yeah. So it is, uh, it's, it's that, as I said, in that series of, of uh, card drafting games where there, it's a, not only card drafting, but the cards have multifunction where they can be a territory, they can be action, they can be a resource. And uh, this is the progression of sort of like the, des- the design phases to that idea of card drafting game. And this one is uh, space. I mean, it's El Grande in space yeah <laughs> right and it's so awesome uh so yeah that's my number five and again i i apologize to people who are like hey this has been out of print before they have the expression out of print <laughs> that's that's yeah, just I, like your go-to yeah <laughs> if it's out of print it's on norm's list yeah right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Older, the better. Yeah, get yeah. this new that, hotness out yeah. of my face. That unicorn's got arthritis. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know where that came from. So, yeah, yeah handful of stars. Martin Wallace, love cool. me the Martin Wallace. So, okay, Ryan, uh, off, off to a great start on these lists. Rob, what yeah, you kicking okay. off with? I'm gonna kick off by saying that Eclipse would be probably in my number one. I've talked about it a zillion times. So I'm not going to do that today. Um, so no eclipse on my list. I thought we were told not, we couldn't have well, eclipse. I think no, 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 Rob, Rob, Rob yeah. in our group chat just said, oh, okay. By, by the way, guys, we can't do these yeah. ones either. <laughs> no, TI4. Yeah. Okay. Be about TI3. Odd to have everyone say the same thing, but okay. So no, eclipse for me. Um, but mine is a game uh, from 2018. And this one comes from one of my newly, favorite designers, John D. Clare. Uh, and that comes from AEG. That's space base. Uh-huh. And this game is so much fun. It's about, well, creating your fleet of ships and it's got uh, cards that you, you uh, activate by rolling die and you get to split your die up or use your die for a single card. Like if you had a six and a, and a two, you could either activate your six ship and your two ship or your eight ship, depending on what you want to do. And, then you're buying new ships and replacing the old ships. And then the old ships come out of the thing and they thematically, they go out into space, but then you're actually slipping that card upside down underneath it. And it becomes like an extra bonus. And just a really, really great game. It's super awesome design. And it, uh, I really like it, especially because everyone is involved, right? involved yeah. all the time. So mm-hmm. on my turn, you, you guys will be doing the same, same thing, uh, relatively speaking. I like that mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really cool. And, um, yeah, you're just kind of adding ships and, you know, seeing what the dice give you. And it's just, I love it. It was a really fun game. I didn't know anything about it till we bought it, uh, I don't know, a year ago yeah, or so. And, uh, I was like, wow, where's like, I knew this game was super popular with everyone. And, uh, yeah, I love it. I, 
I wish I'd had gotten it earlier. It's, it's a fantastic <laughs> game. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Space Base. Yeah, really Fan- a good one. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, like good pick. Game. Fantastic good pick. game. Thank you. All right. My number five is a fairly new to me game. Only just recently played it not too long ago. And I fell in love with it. I can't stop thinking about it. It's got a fantastic <laughs> space theme to it. And this is Beyond the Sun Ooh, from nice. Dennis K. Chan and Rio Grande Games. And the best way to put it, because if you want a good science fiction style of game, you need tech trees. And this is literally, <laughs> tech this is literally you could call this tech tree the board game. Mm-hmm. As in the main central piece. This is actually a worker placement game at its heart, but you only have the one worker and this needs to bounce around from action to action. But the main piece of the board is these cards that get flipped over and they revolve the they have these techs and you have to research that particular tech. You've got two resources. You just got these raw materials and you've got population and you need to send somebody to actually specialize in that particular technology. And now you've mm-hmm. mastered that technology. Now you can progress further down the tech tree, but you can only follow that particular path now. And so you may only have access to certain texts and everything else. And other people at the table will have access to other things because they may start focusing on other pieces of this tech tree. Oh, neat. And there's space exploration part of it. There's a little exploration board where you can start conquering some planets and putting them under your control. And you've colonized that particular planet. And now it's part of your empire and it's going to grant you abilities and bonuses and Oh boy, there's a lot. <laughs> I cannot stop thinking about this game. The game that I played on stream not too long ago was a very warfare heavy game. And the guys that I played with said, this never happens. And it just so happened that we had some um, end of game goals that came out that ended up being very warfare and colonizing planets happy. Um, <laughs> so those, those basically set the stage for your game with, without knowing it kind of thing. Exactly. And so I cannot stop thinking about this one. And all of the texts are so thin. Like there's ion cannons and <laughs> I don't know, some sort of all amphibious the, research. and so, All the good sci-fi <laughs> vocabulary. Right? Um, yeah. yeah. Some so sort good. of crystals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and it actually got me to actually open up my physical copy because I never actually played my physical copy. It was in strength. So I actually got to actually open it up now. And wow, what they can accomplish with such minimal components. It's just a bunch of cubes that have six different sides on them, six different icons that represent one side's your population. And if I spend my population, it could be a resource or it could be my ships, it, all the different things. Very minimal components, real ground games, just and of course, they just shove everything in a box without an insert. Just say, here you go. <laughs> go. Go. <laughs> cool. Man, Beyond awesome. the Sun. Beyond the Sun. Fantastic. Check it out if you haven't been able to yet. Yeah. You, you, you won't be disappointed. I haven't checked that one out. I've heard a lot about it. And that's exactly how I've heard it described as like Tech yep. Tree the game. Mm-hmm. and But just everybody loves it. That I, I haven't heard anything negative yeah. about that game at all. Yeah, like take like the tech tree of like Twilight Imperium and they they made a game about that tech tree type thing. Is some, something along those lines. <laughs> awesome. Very right cool. on. Okay, well round uh, round two. So we are at our number four pick, Anna Marie. Okay. 
All right. So for my number four pick, uh, this game comes from Direwolf, and it is Dune Imperium. Hey. So mm-hmm. yep. that, uh, I mean, I think everybody knows about Dune Imperium, but it's like worker placement, deck building goodness. You've got, it's good. It, it's got the whole. Yeah, it's good. It, it is. Right? Like it just, it's got the Dune theme in yeah. there. So mm-hmm. it's got that um, space theme and yeah. science fiction. And- it's uh, um, it, it more likens itself to the movie, the more recent movie. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. Nice. It's really good. Yeah. Um, Wait, I, just, uh, I find that. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead, Anna Marie. This is your pick. I was just gonna say when I I hadn't um I hadn't read the books when this came out, but um, Robbie was just saying how much he, how excited he was for it when it came out. And so I hadn't seen the movie either, which is odd for me because I have, I had seen like I, all those movies, like the late seventies, eighties, nineties, like I've, I've seen almost like all of them or so I thought. And so, <laughs> so Robbie found it and we watched it and I was like, and I was even more surprised when I watched it. Like, how have I not seen this before? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I liked the movie, obviously. And um, and the remake is great. And then I watched oh. the remake after. But like, so I've seen both of them now. And um, but yeah, the game just, uh, it was definitely nice knowing the story yeah. when I would have played it. But. The uh, the 1980s version um, uh, is sort of like a bizarre Andy Warhol version, you know, <laughs> interpretation compared to the, 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 the latest one. So yeah. yeah. Right on, the uh, uh, and but that's that's Dune Imperium, the Dire Wolf one. So cool, yeah. Is yep. that I, I'm not saying I know I'm not not you know, in the forecast anything, but that might appear <laughs> on someone else's list. <laughs> um, okay, uh, I guess I got to take it from here because it's it's now my turn. Um, I looked I, I looked up my list and out, out of the joke about the out of print, and I'm like, oh. Well, well, that one's out of print, and oh, well, and that one's. I got three out of print games on my list. Of five. This yes, isn't going to be. Yeah, if you got FOMO, I am so sorry. Um, yep. This number four is. Uh, I'm I'm going to give the gist of it and Ryan be like, oh, I know what it is. This is. Um, we interviewed the designer, and it's aliens in a card game. And like uh, like uh, the the aliens like the second movie right like oh they're all over here man they're in the ceiling right um, <laughs> it is uh, Space Hulk Death Angel the card game um, Corey Kanetska I've heard you talk about this before I want this game so bad oh again I'll I'll have to like loan it out to you because yeah. it is the simplicity of it is like you have a column of cards with aliens on either side representing you know parts of the hallway. And uh, you got one dice. And I have never felt so much anxiety in a game <laughs> as, as this one when you start to flip the event card and go, oh, okay, there's three more that spawn here and they jump to this side of the, oh, they're behind me, they're in front of me. Oh, right. And you just sit back and go, oh, I got to settle down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So um, uh, and, and I don't think any, because I don't think, Ryan, I don't, I don't think you've played this. I've not brought it. No, um, maybe ages ago. I think you brought maybe it to school I, one yeah, day, yeah, and just kind of like just like played out like a hand or something like yeah. that. And I was just like, "What is going on?" And here? I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not a Warhammer person at all. Like, I mean, I have no idea about about any of the the stuff space, going space on. Space Hulks and yeah. Space Marines. Yeah, and- it's just like it's this dude does this and this dude does that, and right. So, but uh, yeah. 
<laughs> I love <laughs> All, all the Warhammer people's eyes are twitching right now. Like, what do you mean? He yeah. doesn't know what, what these things are. <laughs> e either that or it's like, oh, we have a convert. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love games like that where it's you don't expect it. And then it's just this a little card game or something. And it just mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're like, bam. Big and you're like anxious while you're playing. And, ah, and it actually invokes the feeling it's meant to. I just love that. I think that's fantastic. Well, especially when you, you're able to like finally maneuver and press the button that does something. You're like, oh, I got through the other level. Close the airlock. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Yeah. yeah. And what? And so that was it's Space Hulk. What? Space Hulk Death Angel, the card game. And it comes in a box <laughs> that's like, that's like a shoe polish size box, right? It's ridiculous. Yeah. So sounds so awesome. like a great name for a heavy metal album. <laughs> Space <laughs> Hulk. Death Angel, the poker card game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, and speaking going into the metal, Rob, it's your turn. Here we go. Um, I'm going to have our first crossover game. Can you guess which one it is? Uh, um, Cosmic Frog? Dune. No, it is Dune Imperium. Yes, <laughs> number four, I share with Anna Marie for all the reasons she said. Just everyone's aware of how great this game is. The... Deck building, the worker placement, uh, combined with an awesome theme, it's great. There's nothing, uh, nothing like flashy about this game, but it's just super solid. Just really like it. I've enjoyed every time we've played it. Yeah. So mm. it's yeah, great game. I, I love the I love the fact that you because the same designers that did Clank, right? Um, mm -hmm. And I love the fact that you can see that DNA in the game, but it's not a copy of what they've done before no no, no. but yeah yeah they made what? it their own but yeah it, it's yeah it's just like the solid game you know it's just mm -hmm. it's awesome really one, one of my favorite things that dune imperium does is with their take on the deck building is that the the deck building is is part is a main part of the game but it isn't like a, a big focus yeah like they're, 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 they don't have points associated with the card like some of these other deck building games run into. Mm. It's like, oh, I'll just like tank. I'll buy that card because it's worth two points at the end of the game. Yeah, oh, I'll no. buy that because it's worth one point. At the, there's no points associated with those cards, which is what I really think. So you get really selective mm -hmm. with how you mm. want to build that particular deck. And there's very subtle synergies in, with the card. So it's like, yeah. oh, there's, I need a Benny Jesuit and I'm going to yeah. thin my yeah. deck down so that I'm just cranking on. That Bene Gesserit thing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's excellent. Then someone else takes it and you're like, come on, I was yeah. waiting for that. You don't even have any of those. Yes. It doesn't it's even help draft. you. Yeah. See, <laughs> see how hateful that feels? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, hate drafting. Um hate yeah, that's an awesome pick. So then I'll watch around and be like, we're gonna have another crossover. Yeah, well, right? Norm is talking about like how his games are fairly hard to come by these days. <laughs> My games are not hard to come by. I'm pretty <laughs> sure people have heard about this next game that I'm going to talk about um, because it's probably fair. It's based in actual science in pieces Ooh. of this game. And that is terraforming Mars. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Oh, Ryan, that was like, I was like, I can't put it on my list because like, obviously, but yes, yeah. terraforming so Mars, good. definitely. But it, it, it's, it's sitting, sitting down at number four because, well, even though it does lots of great science fiction-y style things, they had, did do their research and said, okay, if we knew, if we want to actually like, you know, put a colony on Mars, get people living there, 
these are the conditions that need to start being met and everything like that. And they put it into like a not too distant future where there's these corporations that are battling with each other, trying to get to Mars first and, you know, create oceans by like, you know what, let's just man-made a asteroid and slam it into the surface. Like, let's see what that does type thing. <laughs> and you can play a card that does that and all these other things. And yeah, so terraforming Mars. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, I, don't, I don't know how many people actually know about it. Yeah, so. right. It's, it's a little little known game. It's pretty vague, man. <laughs> it's pretty like, vague. I'd, like just, just a, you know, a game about putting plants and cities on Mars, like doesn't sound like it would be too terribly exciting. It's actually. like, it's like, it's so niche. You can only buy it on an Etsy shop. That's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. So that's a great terraforming one. Mars that was designed by Jacob Frixelius and published by Stronghold Games. I'm impressed that you, that you went for the, the designer's pronunciations. Well done. Well done. I, I, I've heard it enough times. <laughs> I've heard the name feel pronounced enough times. I've, yeah. I, I feel confident. Yeah. <laughs> if you say it with enough confidence, people will believe you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> convincingly, convincingly. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by Dragon's Den Games, located in the Louis VIII Mall on H Street in Saskatoon. Swing by Dragon's Den Games and let Darren, Al, and the awesome staff help you out in search for great board games, role-playing games, miniature systems, and all of the related accessories. Be a part of their gaming communities that have scheduled events in their great gaming area. Dragon's Den Games, Louis VIII Mall on H Street in Saskatoon. Okay, we're at the number three. It's the turn All right. pick. All right. For my number three, this comes from Pearl Games, and that is Black Angel. Mm-hmm. And so, Black Angel. I, I don't know if as many people know about this as Terraforming Mars, but um, right, uh, right there. <laughs> yeah, right there. Um, your humanity has almost destroyed itself. Like shock, right? We've almost destroyed ourselves. Um, and we need to le- leave Earth in search of a new planet. So in this game, you're not playing as um, a human, you're playing as an AI. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're um, like, you're not competing AIs, but you're you're basically well, trying to make yeah. the best choices possible so that you have made the best choices of all the AIs and you win. Um, so you whoever wins, whichever AI has done the best, you get to reawaken humanity and oversee the new start when they get to their new planet. Um, it has like Black Angel has this awesome modular board that mm-hmm. it's almost it's like a a, a slight triangle shape like yeah. and then it's a chevron they, yeah it's a yeah chevron. it's a chevron yeah. that's that's it yeah. and then you just like take it off put it on the top that take progression it off the bottom, yeah, yeah. spaceful as if the ship yeah. is advancing and it's space. moving yeah. and it yeah. and it changes you know what it changes the state of the board for like what you're going to be doing next or what you want to do but now you can't because it's gone yeah. um and that's so great. i really the timing of those cards is just so fantastic yeah it's it's so good. I, it, that's such a, it was such a cool way to use a modular board. It it worked so well because um, usually you've got okay, it's modular. You're gonna put this and you're you're building it. Yeah. Well, this one's built. You're just progressing it and moving. It's a conveyor it, so. belt. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. A conveyor belt. Yeah. Yeah. It's neat. Um, 
obviously vibrant yeah, okay. that I can think it's Ian oh, O'Toole, O'Toole again artwork, <laughs> with the artwork crazy. um it's worker placement tile placement hand management dice rolling like there's there's so much going on That's in great. this game and it's Xavier George yes mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah it's so that's yeah that's my number uh my number three is black angel i haven't played it in quite a while i need to play it I again know. oh i'm looking at it's it right now one. it's just like oh the solo is yeah. really good on it too cool yeah. mm. well my number three i kind of alluded oh, so wait my number three you can actually buy it Ooh. <laughs> oh my what? goodness like like holy crud. Really? <laughs> um and i kind of i kind of uh, uh, snuck it, snuck it in a little bit there. But my number three, I love this game so much because of the sense of humor. I love my deck builders, and it's Clank in space. Nice, <laughs> nice. excellent. Oh. And uh, it's a parody of every sci-fi character that's out there. And the, I mean, much like the regular Clank, how it parodies, you know, all all its genre. This does such a fantastic job. Um, you know, sticking it to the sci-fi genre and um, still being respectful to that whole clank um, race game in regards to the dine and dash with the treasure. Right. Um, (laughs) And uh, but, but what I, what I like it now, again, I don't know where they've gone with the expansions on, on the, on the, the fantasy adventure clank, but uh, they've brought in like a space station where you can modularly move, you know, change things around and, and, uh, there's the base game. So there's just so much to have fun with. If you like any of that, I, uh, clank, um, uh, game, this one is just continues to be that much more awesome. That's wicked. I we haven't, that game. haven't played it yet. <laughs> I know. I know. It's I know. I've, I've I've played all of the other. I've played everything that there is Clank mm-hmm. <laughs> and all the boards that come with Clank. I still have not played Clank in space though. Well, and that was I think one of the main reasons why I bought in space because it was like, well, you've got that one. I might as well get this one. <laughs> yeah, I have every. I have everything of the original Clank. Yeah. So yeah, Clank in space. Nice. And I see thinking the Muppet Show with the pigs, yeah. right? So. <laughs> 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 nice rob number three. All right number three this one is quite a bit uh different than most of the other games on my list this one is a trick-taking game this yeah. one is from 2019 it comes from cosmos games designed by thomas singh the crew uh mm. quest for planet nine this game is so much fun yeah it's a cooperative trick-taking game simulating your flight you're, first off, you're like training, your liftoff, and your flight to find a planet. Um, and it, planet nine, in fact. Planet nine. And, it, <laughs> and it, uh, it just simulates the things that you do on a ship, oddly enough, with tr- taking tricks. It's really weird how it feels thematic mm-hmm. by just taking tricks. And it's just, it's so much fun where you're like yeah. trying to, um, it lays out how, uh, how you what tricks you need to take and when and how for every different scenario. And it gives you a little bit of theme behind it. Like maybe your engines have failed, but you have to fix engine one before you fix engine two and engine one needs a certain card at a certain time to be played. Like the the trick taking is so well done. I don't Uh, know if I've ever um, seen a trick taking a story driven (laughs) trick taking game before. And I think that's such a neat, that was such a neat concept to do and it worked so well. To have a little story to go along with your yep. 
with your tricks and and with the story then it's also just okay now here's what you have to do you have a different objective so it's not like you're playing the same trick taking game and you're always doing the same thing no matter what Mm -hmm. it's there's all these oh no but you can't do that oh but you have to do this oh you got to do a combination of both (laughs) you know so yeah great pick it works such a good game it's like just yeah you wouldn't think it would work that well and you you wouldn't think theme would come through taking tricks but it really does mm-hmm. yeah i'm sad to say that i own it and i have yet to play it oh man <laughs> so see so shame so, so fantastic <laughs> i feel shame oh <laughs> uh, well ryan round hey. out the third level the third okay. picks i completely ignored rob's request <laughs> I knew you my, guys would. It's, it's my, my party. It's my party, and I'll cry my if I want mom. to. <laughs> Make it what and, I want. <laughs> but of course, I have to put at number three. Though, is Ooh. Twilight Imperium Fourth Edition <laughs> into my list? This game has got almost anything you would want in a science fiction epic adventure, where take the control of some sort of random alien race of some kind and try to squeeze all the benefits of that what's the uniqueness of that race and build up an empire and go try to claim what is rightfully yours which is called mechatol rex and rule (laughs) the galaxy for yourself and at the same time you have to negotiate with your neighbors establish trade routes decimate your opponents in epic dice rolling combats and of course tech trees it's all about the tech trees and researching your tech, getting advanced tech, colonizing different planets so that you can use their resources and their political influence across the games. And, you know, goes by in a brisk like eight or eight or nine hours. It's a, it's a seven hour space opera. But uh, everything about this game is fantastic. It, I, I really don't think I could see any other theme on top of this style of system. Um, Corey Konetska, Christian Peterson, and Dane Beltrami, like they knocked it out of the park. This has been Fantasy Flight Games poster child for that's why mm-hmm. that's why we have Fantasy Flight Games is because this game <laughs> this is their juggernaut um, exists. This 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 game exists and rightfully so. This is fantastic. And this new iteration, this fourth edition, is got all the bells and whistles. It's such a clean experience now. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, set aside, set aside a weekend out, a weekend day, go play yourselves some, and now you can get, pick up the expansion and play with up to eight people and take like 15 hours. <laughs> <laughs> this is not one of those games where you get to do things on somebody else's turn, <laughs> right? no. but, uh, yeah. no, I've, the experiences I've had playing in, in the games that you've organized, uh, yeah, space epic opera, absolutely. And each player has their own perspective of, of you know, the buildup of their story. And it's like, no, no, you're a minor character. I'm going to take your planet over. Don't worry, I'm going this way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I remember there, 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 there's guys in the Bridge City Board Gamers community where they'll they'll set up like it in their garage as like a war room, and like there's the system is like in the middle, and then there's like tables on the outside, and then you like have to get up and like. Move go your to the table and, and negotiate. Go move your pieces and you got to negotiate. And there's a podium when it's like the political phase. And you what? have to get up there and speak <laughs> and everything amazing. like that. And, oh, they make it a, such an epic experience. It's fantastic. Wow, that's <laughs> cool. I, I, I highly recommend if you're like going to do it that way, do it like war room 
style role play it man yeah Yeah, Yeah, i like the sound of that cool all right we're at the number the dose i'm just gonna say dose dose. (laughs) (laughs) it's a first norm thank you no dose (laughs) dose (laughs) all right so for me my dose game is uh (laughs) from it's a it's a lot smaller it's a small game it's from duranda games and it is Solar Storm. Awesome oh, game. Yeah. And this, it's a one to four player co-op game. And you're basically trying to stop your ship from crashing into the sun. So you need to repair your ship. You need to divert power to the energy core. Um, but after every turn, your ship is taking damage. So you're flipping a card to see mm-hmm. how many rooms are taking damage. And, uh, you know, it starts off with just one, then it goes to two, then it goes to three. So it ramps up pretty quickly. And every move is a struggle. It's tough because you you really have to weigh, what am I going to do? Am I going to am I gonna repair something? Am I going to try to divert power? Because you've also got resources. And so you have to um, make sure you're using those properly. Because if you run out of resources game over yeah if you know like it's yeah it's so good it's great it's 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 a uh, small game but packs a punch i think i uh i have it as well and i love it for the fact that you said everything um uh in the in the idea of it's an efficiency uh uh like a problem solving it's like we need to solve Mm -hmm. this problem and we cannot make the like the slightest error in regards to you know the decision we make because yeah. there's just this razor edge of decision making in regards to the yeah. timing of the game and and it's yeah 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 it's right I, in the uh same ballpark as forbidden desert of the, yeah. the small co-op game where you have to work together and everything's dire all the time yeah. oh it's so good well, it's one of those Love out it. of the frying pan and into the fire kind of yes games, yeah. right yeah every move counts every single thing you do counts and yeah, like it's kind of like win or lose more often than you win style game, which is pretty cool. Because then, but you, then can you walk away and go, again. I know what we'll do differently. Right? Yeah. yeah. And awesome. then you can shuffle cards, lay them out different and play yeah. again because it's not that, it, it's a quick game, quick. right? Yeah. And so yeah. it's again a, a three by three grid. So yeah, you got, that's right. You, know, the, you get a different map the way you, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't played really it in a bit. while. Cool. Solar Storm. Good one. Cool. Um, nice. uh, my number two. No, you drastically you did it. out of print. Oh. <laughs> we can only talk about it. Um, and this is uh, the IP on this is probably my like, you know, within the last five years, favorite uh, sci-fi IP. I mean, I, I I was I was heartbroken when they wrapped up the show, and uh, it's the Expanse board game. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. this was going to be your number one. And um, the uh, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that means number one's even better. Um, so this one, if you've uh, if you've never seen um, the the TV show, this one is season. This game comprises season one, two, and three. Um, now it and here's the thing, it breaks all of the rules of what I despise. I mean, it does everything of what I despise in an IP. <laughs> it has the live, takes the live uh, um, uh, kind of photo shots from the, yep. the TV show, puts it on the, on the, right? And I'm like, I hate that, but this game is so good. Um, 
if if you've ever played Twilight Struggle in regards to that area control and the depths of that area control, um, Twilight Struggle is a great game, but it plays like four hours, five hours, yeah. right? <laughs> um, this plays in an hour, and you oh, nice. get to you get to play the Ross and Ante and then play the crew and and uh, you get to be either Mars or Earth or the you know the evil Space Corp or the you know the rebels right um, uh, mm -hmm. the Belters and uh, what's and it's what's really interesting is that in the turn or there's a turn I mean once you go around in circles but there's this interesting initiative track because um, like Twilight Struggle. If I use the points on the card, then the event can go out to somebody else. If I use the event myself, then I get to keep it. But um, each card will have these tags on it representing the factions that only Earth gets to use this one or only you know Mars and the Space Corp get to use this one. And uh, if they so choose to use it, they bump themselves out of this initiative order, right? So there's just mm -hmm. this really nice kind of push and pull balance in regards to uh, having influence to be able to take control of an area or just completely abandon it. Oh, I just, this yeah. game is so, this it basically <laughs> pushes El Grande to the side for me in regards really? to like area control. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, cool. But again, nobody gets to know because you can't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you awesome. probably can, but you have to go on the board game black market. Yeah. yeah, for a second there, I thought, I'd be like, yeah, you could go to BGG and spend three hundred dollars for a copy. <laughs> um, uh, so, Excellent. so right, yeah, right away, my brain at least was, well, I gotta check that out while these guys are talking. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, yeah the expense, that. yeah, uh, and it's Jeff Engelstein who who did mm -hmm. the design. So um, that's cool. Uh, he's like a super smart guy, and I like that. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there you go. There's mine. Robbie. Okay. Um, okay. So for my number two, we have another crossover. <clears throat> and can you guess what it might be? Uh, is it with me? It is with you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> space Hulk <laughs> Death Angel? <laughs> it's uh, Black Angel. Yeah. This game right is amazingingly good. And like she said, like I, we haven't played it in, a, in quite a while. I would love to play it. Since making this list, I was like, oh, man, I just got to take it down off the shelf, put it down yeah. here so that I remember to play it. Um, it was my game of the year back in 2019, mm. I believe. And it, uh, yeah, for all the reasons we talked about, it's just the theme's awesome. Um, the gameplay's awesome. We did talk about the dice. Like, it, it's the the dice stealing. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's very, I mean, it's the whole thing. Similar to Twa in regards yeah, to that it's, whole it's dice based mechanism. off Twa, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah, I just love everything about it. I love that that you are uh, you're working together, but you're not. So like, it's in your best interest to help each other, but then you also kind of screw each other by <laughs> by switching things around, right, for your own benefit. And then like, you know, the ship is getting attacked by those robots and stuff, and you have to fend them off. And like, well, I'll I'll do this, but like, remember that I did this, right? Like that I just went to bat for everybody, kind of thing, right? And I love that whole thing. And like you said earlier, in um, the uh, captain is dead. Similar type thing going on there. I, I love um, just I like fending off things that are attacking the ship in various places and stuff. I really like that. And yeah, I just I love like she said earlier with the, the conveyor belt mechanism mm. with the ship moving forward to the from your to your final destination at the at the planet and stuff. I just loved everything about the game. It was really, really good. I hadn't played Twa uh, 
prior to this, but I played Twa since, and I I like this much better. Than yeah, Twa. But um, yeah, it's a great game. My number two. Hi. If you like the content we're creating and the podcast episodes we're producing, please leave a happy rating on the podcast platform that you use. This would be such a great gift and would also help others find our podcast when they search for board game podcasts. And if you have the time, check out our new YouTube channel where we have new content every few days. Just search Cardboard Conjecture on YouTube. Thanks, eh? Ryan, it's dose time. I, I have lots of experience with Twa, and I have not played Black Angel, which I think oh. I'm going to absolutely adore. Yeah, yeah. I think so, I would. So, so good. Put it in the cart. Put it in the <laughs> cart. <laughs> Put it in the cart. Okay, my number two. And again, this is a very new to me game. And once I play it more, it will definitely be my favorite science fiction game probably of all time. Once I explore it more, I've only explored just probably the surface, which is kind of some play on words there, because this is from <laughs> Awaken Realms Games, and this is ISS Vanguard, Ooh. which, my gosh, Ooh. this is anything that you could possibly think of. This is, without saying that this is Star Trek, the board game, this is Star <laughs> Trek, the board game, just like yes. they, how they did Nemesis was yeah. Aliens, the board game. This is Star Trek, the board game. You are now, now, the story behind this game is actually so fascinating. As in, it's rooted in some geneticists. We're just kind of exploring the human DNA. And some guy found that there, in every single human's DNA, was it an encrypted message. And, this, and everybody followed this message to find out that they were leading to a coordinates somewhere out there in the galaxy. And so now we are picking up the story where we have now assembled this international space station and we are traveling to the coordinates of wherever this message is telling us to go. And we are picking up at that moment in time where now we're just gonna do space exploration, this also comes with a binder of a whole bunch of sleeved dividers and you have to actually take care of your ship. You have to, like, there's a whole maintenance phase where you actually have to take care of your ship, putting people into certain sectors and they're going to trigger abilities. And then they're only, and then we find a place. Now you have to go down to the planet. You got to get it down to the planet first because you can actually die. <laughs> crash, you can actually crash your spaceship into the planet. And therefore, it's a mission failure right off the get-go. And what do you mean? Yeah, your crew just dies. So there's a stack. There's a stack of cards of crew members that are going to just pick up right where you left off. Oh, red no. shirt. Red shirt. Ensign yeah. red So don't shirt. get attached yeah. is what you're saying. <laughs> don't get attached to your characters because they can just literally just. And there's events on these planets. Where it's just like going around, oh yeah, oh no, evil sp sucked in some evil spores, and oh, that guy's dead. Okay, everybody back to the ship, everybody back to the ship, get back to the ship. What about Johnny over there? Johnny is on the, it's still on the planet, leave him behind. <laughs> He's dead. 
And now awesome. you have to replace Johnny. Johnny. Who? He's in the bathroom. Let's go. Yep. And now you have to replace him. So you have to. You're just going through this stack of crew members. Wow. All the while, it's telling this epic story of science, technology, discoveries, and landing on planets, and trying to unravel the mysteries around who is trying to get you to these coordinates and try to kill you and blah blah blah. Oh, that's awesome. You know, Ryan, I'm I'm sure we'll feel the same way when our copy ever gets yeah, here. I actually did a little digging <laughs> uh, today on that. And I think the reason ours hasn't shown up is that I paid for single wave shipping. So oh. it's so only it's your fault. It's, I guess so. I <laughs> oh, is that it like you got to wait till all the expansion, they send everything at once? I guess thing? so. Even though I only ordered the game plus the... Uh, the extras like the Kickstarter exclusive stuff mm. um, so I didn't order much in all but I was reading through the comments and it was saying like yeah if you had single wave like you're out of luck until the next wave or whatever, God, so wait. whatever. which is which is baloney because <laughs> Awaken Realms has always just done split shipping on their yeah, things. I, I didn't really I think know. that whatever <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. I guess it. it that sounds like an episode or... of uh, Jason Dragons. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that sounds, that yeah. sounds like a, that sounds like a good old Mr. Rao rant. <laughs> yeah. That's right. This uh, this sounds fantastic, though. I'm very it excited for I when it wait. does come. Yeah. yeah. All right. My my only qualm is that the missions do take a fair chunk of time, and they yeah. don't really have like a really solid save in the middle like of that. your I thought yeah. they were joking on the car when it said four days yeah <laughs> <laughs> so oh it's so it's so good I got a feeling that this will jump up once I explore more planets and mm -hmm. get deeper into the story I just need to be able to find the time to yeah. get it on today but it's so yeah. it's so good the ship maintenance phase is so unique that I love, I love the sound of it cool. yeah well, we're in uh, we're in the number one stretch, and uh, Anna Marie, why don't you start us off? Okay, so my number one, um, it's a self published game, so no big publisher name here, uh, and this game is called Captain's Gambit: Kings of Infinite Space. Mm -hmm. And mm. so, this game okay. plays four to eight players, so you need a high player count for this game. Uh, on the box, it says persuade, sabotage, a lie, murder, ascend. <laughs> so this and is that's all you do. <laughs> it's a it's a Shakespeare inspired space opera secret. You have a secret objective for each captain. So everybody plays a captain and each captain is a different alien, like a different alien yeah. race. But you're a Shakespearean character, so you could be hamlet the alien or iago the alien okay, or okay. Puck, the alien mm -hmm. and hamlet will have his own secret objective and puck will have his own secret objective so like everybody's got their own things they need to do in the game and you don't know like you don't know who each other's captains are so you yeah. just know your own and you can uh you can bluff yeah there are like certain actions you can do you can bluff your actions but if you get called on your bluff like whoever loses the bluff essentially loses points. Mm -hmm. So you got to be careful when you're calling them and when you're not, um, you can form alliances, you can make shady deals. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's such a strange game. You, you pretty it's much like, described every Shakespearean plot right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, and that's the, like they've done like it was such a neat idea to yeah. take Shakespeare and put his characters in a game like this because exactly. It's perfect. That's it's, like every Shakespearean plot. Yeah. And and then to just put it with a space theme on top and yeah and and have them all be aliens like oh that's pretty awesome so it's, cool it's like boiling down like a game like twilight imperium or eclipse where you're different factions yeah down to like a social deduction thing <laughs> cool. game it's it's very strange but it's excellent yeah. it's really excellent and yeah it plays up to like eight players and it's just a it's kind of a party game ish thing and but it's, it's like it's yeah. so weird. It's not that long, depending <laughs> no. on player count and like how the game goes. It can be like they say like 20 minutes to 60 oh, cool. minutes. So yeah. Yeah. it can go it can go quickly, it can take a little bit longer, but so um, more social, more social than, yeah, than for sit sure. down yeah. and tech tree kind of thing. Yeah. 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 For sure. And let me predict that because I listened to the latest episode of the Meeple Dungeon podcast. <laughs> Anna Marie is always calling out Rob's bluffs. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you heard that, eh? Oh, my goodness. I had, I had a bit of meta knowledge on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right on. She could read me like a book. <laughs> That's why I'm not allowed to play cockroach poker with Sophie, because she just looks at me and goes, you're some sort of sorcerer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right on. Uh, what's that title again? Because I, I know I want to look at. Yeah, that one is called. Uh, I have to read it because it's a. It's got extra ones. Captain's Gambit, Kings of Infinite Space. Cool, cool. Yeah. I'll, yeah Interesting. And for, for me, um, because of my. Uh, I don't know if I've mentioned that I used to have a professional theater background and uh, used to mm. work at uh, our local Shakespeare festival, and I think I did like, oh man, fourteen seasons. So I have nice. seen my share. <laughs> of the bards and uh and there's so many characters that when you're telling that i'm like oh this would so work yeah yeah absolutely and i yeah. think they have like i think they're like 19 different captains mm -hmm. so there are Tons lots of, of yeah. lots of characters to choose from I, I might just have to buy this for the drama teacher and go here have fun. Uh, right yeah, I like it's it a here. small I, game it's it's like yeah. it's a small box it's not very yeah. expensive i like it here that lady Macbeth is like a giant brain yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah giant it. brain with a big eyeball in the middle and a spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, my number one, my number one is has so much nostalgia. I remember playing this game. I'm not going to say the year because I'm going to age myself dramatically, mm. but I remember playing this game in grade eight, grade nine. And, and we're, we're talking. <clears throat> early 80s uh maybe even maybe even earlier than that i don't know i'm just not saying anything um uh but uh this is by the designers and the ip we've talked about the ip already um this is this the group of designers that did cosmic encounters mm -hmm. and i'm talking about the original dune now yeah. i've had the uh opportunity to buy the gale force 9 reprint and Man, do I respect the word reprint when they said, we're going to reprint the game. They basically, from my nostalgia, as far as the game board goes, like the box is a little different, but as far as the game board goes, and the, it's like they just took the old art files and went, well, here you go. Just run it. It's already done. That's right? awesome. Nice. Um, this is as Twilight, TI4 is the only game 
that I've played that comes even close to the opera, drama, deceit, uh, alliances, um, just evilness on the board like mm-hmm. just it's like oh you think you won this battle <laughs> oh look i have a spy mm-hmm. guess You're, again you guess again oh look they're all dead oh, <laughs> just, and then of course at the end of the game yeah i won wait just a second i think i might have predicted this win so thank you very much i win nice um, oh yeah this is now again i've not played eclipse but this is to me the benchmark of space opera and 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 like it says, plays two to six. No, you need six. Don't even, yeah. don't even flinch. Yeah. Don't. Oh, we'll try five. No, no. So this is one of those. <laughs> well, this is one of those games where you have like a plan and going. All right, we who's committing because this is this is an event game kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. oh. This, this, I was just looking I, around. We have it here somewhere. We have it, and we haven't played it yet. I don't oh. think. Oh, it's man. on the shelf here yeah. somewhere. I don't know where. It is. It is here. It, it is one of those. Now, again, uh, we're all probably used to it, but it's one of those games where uh, it's very, it's very much like root when you have mm-hmm. to teach the game, because because yeah. uh, now there, again, there's not seventy two different factions. No, there's <laughs> specific amount of house. There's an expansion that came out. That included another, uh, a couple characters that are uh, more relevant, I think, to the book than to the, uh, and this, this, and again, the Dune Imperium, like I had, I kind of specifically made that mention that it's, it's uh, artistic style is more leaning towards the film. This is more leaning towards the book for me. Right. In regards to what I, how I connect with it. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm talking too much about it. I'm gushing. <laughs> No, yeah, <laughs> we no, we wanted to play it. I, yeah, we just we haven't got around to it. But so we'll play it at six when we do play it. Yes. Yeah, the spice must flow. The spice <laughs> must flow. Very cool. <laughs> Rob, okay, flowing so, to a nice transition, flowing over to Rob. All right. So my number one, as uh, as Ryan said earlier, um, how ISS Vanguard could become your peak of the mountain. Um, if you once you play it some more, mm-hmm. um, I think this game could do the same for me. I think this game could usurp Eclipse for me as my favorite what? sci-fi dun, dun, dun. space <laughs> themed game because I've only played it three times. I think I'm not sure two three times, and it's just extremely amazing. And this is another Awaken Realms game, and that's Nemesis. And this game is just unbelievable it's some of the i mean eclipse has given me a lot of wicked moments over the years but this game in a very short uh amount of time has provided just some of the coolest best game board experiences i've ever had and it's like we said earlier it's it's basically aliens the game Mm -hmm. uh and you feel all of that you feel like the terror of these things coming out of nowhere and you're trying to run around the board and you're you're trying to kind of help each other but you're really only out for yourself if need be you know (laughs) and like you'll close the door behind you with your friend on the other side the aliens coming down the hallway and killing him as you run down this way and like and they're, it's just crazy. And you hop in an escape pod and you fly out into space and you just leave the ship. Like that's a, that's a viable option. And then if, if the ship blows up, you win. Cause you're the guy out in this, in the, in the space. If you uh, can still pod. make it to the planet. If you can right? do it. Like, like there's a lot of things can, you have to you do. You can get out of that, in mm-hmm. that uh, space pod or escape pod. And then 
still lose the game. Oh, for sure you <laughs> can. That's the thing. You're it's just like very die realistic in, in that way where it's like there's many options on what you can do. You can try to work together. You can try to get the engines online or reconfigure the uh, the coordinates of where you're headed and do all the things properly. Or you can just be like, I'm, I'm out of here. And you just try to do your own thing. And, and then you get caught running down a hallway and you get massacred because you ch- chose to leave the group or whatever. You know, isn't, it's just like mm-hmm. so good. Isn't it's, there I mean, a hidden... Insane hidden traitor element in that too you, you, sort of in sort regards of. to people saying oh no i for me to win you all have yes to die. so this is the thing yeah. yeah you that's the thing is it's not hidden traitor per se but it's hidden objectives yeah so it's like i could have a card saying that i'm working for the corporation and my objective is to destroy this ship and with everybody on it and i die as well yeah but i win if i do that and but you don't know that until it's like really bad <laughs> and like it's just it's there's but then there's also things where it's like you only win if if player b also survives so like you have to go around making sure that player b is whoever that is <laughs> is mm-hmm. is making it out off the ship as well so there's all those different things so it's, I, I guess it's hidden trader sort of but it's more like hidden role yeah. where there's and there's a variety of different roles that you could be having to deal with that must just like, be such crazy table dynamics it's too nuts. Where like why why are you why are you doing that yeah. right it's like wait what do you and like no just come with me just trust me right just you're come holding me, on through the, <laughs> through the door and you're that's just it's nuts the any, game, ca- I think any camelot vibes ryan oh yeah how does yeah, this yeah, game yeah, work yeah, yeah. again i don't how does <laughs> this game work i don't know i don't know what's going on really <laughs> <laughs> what does this card really mean yeah <laughs> it's so all like, if i go to the control room i can do what yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've wanted to play this game so bad and i mean ryan's ryan's story about trading the whole kit and caboodle off just kind of breaks your heart doesn't it ryan <laughs> <laughs> nope absolutely not i got the better end of that deal I, wow. I know how fantastic nemesis is i've had a chance to play it a few times but i stand by my decision of getting that whole star wars imperial assault <laughs> deals collection. a deal <laughs> deals a deal cool i it's, it's i do so like um ne- uh, nemesis but i don't um i don't think it could usurp uh eclipse for me but it oh, is, it might for me. If we were to play it as game. many times, if I was to play Nemesis as many times as I've played Eclipse, it could be like I've had more fun with Eclipse. It's a neck and neck race. Ooh. It's very close, yeah. Right. Very different. Like It's like apples and oranges, but like it's yeah. so, so good. Nice, nice. Ryan, you have the honors to wrap up this list. The greatest science fiction themed game of all time (laughs) and it's a euro it's a euro at heart and that is david turksey's anachrony oh i want to play that so bad this game's theme is bonkers it is so awesome because you are the leaders of these different that you are the remaining you're the remains of humanity after some sort of cataclysmic event has happened and you are these different sects of people where you're just now trying to, you're realizing that you're, there's this message that has come, I think from the future that another cataclysmic event is about to happen again. And so you have now also now know about time travel and that you can open up these time rifts and go back and prepare your former selves saying there's this going to be this big events going to happen 
we need to get prepared so that we get off the planet and we can lead civilization to mm-hmm. its new survival. And so they had the really neat loan mechanism where I'm going to borrow stuff from my future self, whether it be these really gigantic exosuit miniatures where you have to go out to the desolate wastelands and go and scavenge and find resources to help yourself out and like that. But if you are not able to pay back, like give yourselves back those resources, you cause time anomalies. It's and- hot tub time machine all over again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, and there's lots of different, just crazy things. You're, you're, you gotta get prepared. You only got about, you got a guaranteed four rounds before the event happens. And then you got a, a, an undetermined remaining amount of turns before the actual like planet explodes. And so you better meet your objective. You have an, a special objective that you have to meet in order to get onto the spaceship. I think it's a spaceship sometime thing and get off the planet so that you can score points and be the leader of salvation or else you're That's just, so cool. le- you're, you're, you're left off to, <laughs> there is so many cool things here. There are different types of workers. Um, and you have to actually, if you get like the deluxe upgrade with the miniatures, they actually like slide into the exosuits. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Oh, fun. Which is uh, a really, really neat cool. aesthetic that really draws out the theme of the game. And there are so many different modules now that you can play with this game. There is like one that's actually, I think referred to as the doomsday module. It's kind of like a doomsday clock that's counting down on you. And oh, so you, cool. you, oh, the, the theme of this game is so fantastic. It, it's a massive table hog. It's a very investment of t- uh, space, actual mm-hmm. physical space that this game actually takes place in. But, oh my goodness, you will never be disappointed in a game like this. Uh, it's a, it's a uh, what's this, Mind Clash games. It's mm-hmm. Mind Clash games for Dutch. So it does have a lot going on. The initial rule set is quite cumbersome um, right up front. But once you get going... It's just a worker placement game at its heart. It's just that some actions have like Vital Lacerda level of order of operations to them. <laughs> yeah. I want to do this. So I've got to do this, this, and this, and this before I get to here. And you yeah. only had a certain number of turns to accomplish all of the oh, things. Efficiency engines. In fe- yep. You got to make it. sure you're efficient. So make sure that you're sending back the correct things. But also that you can give those things back so that you don't create these anomalies. I can't even write a grocery list, man. How am I going <laughs> <laughs> to? Uh, yeah, you've always so talked hard. about that game. I'm yeah. just so compelled to play it. Yeah. And oh, I've got I... the new, I've got the, in, what they refer to as the infinity box, which <laughs> contains everything, <laughs> which contains everything. And this box, like it dwarfs the Gloomhaven box. Like it, it dwarfs, wow. I've, I've seen people actually say like that new Everdale box that's been mm-hmm. coming out lately. Like it's on the scale of that Everdale gigantic box. Like it, 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 it's, it's anchoring. Whoops. Other way. It's anchoring my <laughs> shelf right about there. I'm waiting to Thanks. see a picture of you on Twitter. We're like, it fits me in the box. Yeah. yeah right? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Small child, small child alert. <laughs> right on. Oh, that's so uh, I mean, I short, short game. of the, uh, the in-house, uh, uh, um, you know, doubles of the of the games because that just makes sense. You guys probably play the same games and go, yeah, let's we like this. Yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah, the crossovers were uh, 
few and far between. Only yeah. the two? Just Dune, Dune and Black Angel? Yeah. yeah. That was it? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I promise next list I'll pick some games that people can actually go. LePage, <laughs> why do you even talk about that? It doesn't, yeah. I, I can't buy it, right? Unless, unless, unless you leave your key under the mat and then we can go yeah. like raid your, you, yeah, no, I, yeah. I want to um, say that Anachrony right now, I think it, Anachrony is in between in between prints, at, yeah. At, 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 at mm. the moment. I don't think it's readily available. No, it's not. I Because every time I go <laughs> to look for it, because I have, I when I heard about it the first time, when I heard it was a time travel game and that it was that it was really good, I, I'd been looking for it. And then I saw it at the game store and I was like, sweet. And I and I looked at it and it was like an expansion. I was yeah. like, come on. Expansion. And so it's always the expansions that I can find, not the actual ones. So I do uh, need to get my hands on that because I I would love it. I can guarantee I would love that game. Oh yeah. But oh yeah. Can't yeah. I, if if um side side note, not from an about an acrony, but with <laughs> my number one would have been Eclipse if I had been allowed to put it on the list. But I was advised you, by somebody. You 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 you, you could have here. put it on the list. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't Rob, it wasn't Rob's list. It, Rob <laughs> doesn't make the rules on this one. <laughs> you can just slide it in like I've done before. It's like, okay, Gloomhaven and this one just let, 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 of course There's, they're on my list. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's where yeah. I was headed. It's pretty much it. Of course, it's on my list. Sit it's, here and listen. Yeah. to me talk. We've about talked it. about it so much. Well, make it an interesting list, <laughs> Ryan. This was a fantastic topic because I got to talk about Martin Wallace, and I like that every time. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I think it's uh, I think it's me next. Um, I think so. Yeah. I don't. I right away. I'm like, hmm. Do I go on the little shtick that you guys have done in regards to <laughs> this theme, but not this IP, right? right. Um, uh, no, he's going to go top five out of print games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. 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 Or it might even be like the best agriculture IP yeah. games. Yeah. No, that's we don't not want Agricola. To yeah, that's not Agricola. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, before we head out, um, uh, give us uh, give us a heads up on who you who you at and where you are. Uh, Meeple Dungeon. First up. Um, yeah. Again, it's been Rob and Anna Marie from the Meeple Dungeon. We're out here in Kelowna, BC. You can find us on Twitter at Meeple Dungeon. Our YouTube is the Meeple Dungeon, and we can find us on our podcast. The Meeple Dungeon Podcast on all your major podcasting sites. And we just put out our 47th episode that uh, features a review of 3,000 Scoundrels from Unexpected Games, Corey Kanitska. And bluffing is involved if you... Yes, it is. <laughs> ...caught that earlier hear all about Or is it? <laughs> 3,000 Scoundrels, also known as My Family Reunion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ryan... Hey folks, yeah, it's been Ryan here from Mr. Al Gaming, and I'm going live on YouTube every Tuesday and Thursday evenings. And actually, as of this recording, tomorrow night is Tuesday. Norm's going to be on the show. We're going to be playing Memoir 44 nice. Session Dose. Dose. Uh, he's going to try to exact some revenge on me because I think I cleaned I cleaned <laughs> up the first time. I just want to be able to click the right thing. <laughs> and yeah, so every Tuesday and Thursday, playing some games either solo or with friends that I've been inviting onto the show. It's been a lot of fun. You can find me on Twitter also at Mr. Al Gaming, Facebook and uh, Instagram. I'm not on Instagram as much anymore. And apparently I signed up for Mastodon and I have no idea what that actually does or what I'm doing, nope. because I, I'm a fairly tech-savvy 
person and I have no idea what the heck is going on. <laughs> you can teach us all one day, right? Yeah. Sure. You're the guinea uh, pig. Um at Mr. Al Gaming dot tabletop dot social. Well, that brings us to the end of an episode. And thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much to Rob and Anna Marie and Ryan. So nothing much left to say, but I'm your host, Norman. I'll catch you later. This has been an episode of Cardboard Conjecture. And you can find more about the podcast on Twitter at BC Board Gamers. And you can find the podcast on YouTube by searching Cardboard Conjecture and on Board Game Geek Guild number 4045. If you wish to contact the podcast, you can email norm at cardboardconjecture.com. Thanks, hey. Eh?